Welcome to the Luminous Life Podcast. My name is Lori Marie. I'm a spiritual teacher, certified fearless living coach, healer, Vita grad for trauma-informed somatic love, sex, and relationship coaching, an artist, psychic medium for sensitive souls who want to discover their gifts, claim their confidence, own their worth, and make an impact in the world so you can become the most powerful creator you're meant to be. I absolutely love helping you up-level your life, claim your desires, and help you see the infinite potential that you are. It is my mission and my passion to give you the tools, teachings, resources, strategies, and support you need to create the life of your dreams and to live a luminously, divinely guided life. Think of this podcast as your daily dose of personal development to maximize your impact and your life. And if you're ready to be lit up by life, own your awesome and dive into co-creating your deepest desires, then you've come to the right place. It's time to become epically free and unapologetically you in and out of the bedroom. Enjoy today's episode. And if there's something that resonates with you today, be sure to rate the podcast and tag us on social media at Lori Marie Loves. And let's begin. Good morning and welcome back. Oh, I'm enjoying a slow morning Morning this morning. This, this, this fine morning. I woke up about 5 o'clock. Came out on the porch. Currently I'm in Joshua Tree to watch the sunrise. She's coming up right now. And light was full of pinks and purples and the bunnies came out and the quails were making their little calls to one another letting each other know if it's safe to come out the quails here are so funny well quails in general are funny like they're rather neurotic (laughs) and the kittens came out it's just a slow slow moving morning And there's so much pleasure in slow. And that's what we're talking about today. Today I'm going to talk about how pleasure is for everybody. Not just everybody, but everybody. And I think it's important to note that pleasure comes in many forms. It can be a slow morning, watching the sunrise. It can be sexual pleasure. It can be pleasure of being with a friend. It can be the pleasure of taking a drive or eating some delicious fruit. Pleasure comes in so many forms. And sometimes the simplest of things can be the most rewarding if we're paying attention. And oftentimes... We're not. (laughs) So that's what we're going to be getting into today. The pleasures of life and how they're for everybody. See you soon. Okay, let's get into it. So I went and grabbed a coffee. Hopefully you've got your favorite beverage. Mmm, it's just such a nice juicy morning. (laughs) Um... I think to start off, it's important to define pleasure because if you ask five people what pleasure means, you'll get five different answers. Same is true with any other words. So I think when we can define words, we can at least be on the same page. So the definition of pleasure, according to Webster, is a feeling of happy satisfaction and enjoyment. It can also mean to give enjoyment or satisfaction, which I find really interesting because... Um, It's also about receiving (laughs) enjoyment and satisfaction, but I digress. We won't get into that today. But what pleasure means to me is really slowing down and taking the time to be very present with ourselves and with life and all that life has to offer and all the enjoyment that's available to us. We really do live on a heaven on earth sort of situation if we're willing to see it that way if we're willing to experience it that way. And so for me personally, pleasure is about all of it. It's about 
using emotions as fuel. It's about slowing down enough to notice what's happening around me and not just noticing what's happening around me, but I'm talking about the subtleties, the wind touching my skin, the sun beating down on me, warming my body, the taste of sea salt on my lips when I go into the ocean or the warm cup of coffee in my hand. Like it's really being present with the sensations, the sounds, what's really happening, not only around me, but in my body. And when we can take the time to do this and to really be with ourselves and really be with pleasure and be with life, you just experience life in such a more rich and nourishing fashion. Like just even now, sitting out here, listening to the quails talk to one another. I can hear other birds in the background. By the way, this is a great way to um, enhance your Claire audience. <laughs> side note, side tip, pro tip. <laughs> I can hear the buzzing of the little bees in, in the plant next to me. Like everything is expressing. And if you're paying attention, you can be part of that expression and feel that and receive that for yourself. And so that's what we're going to get into today and how it's really for everybody and everybody. I think this is really important because there are so many ways that we can block ourselves from enjoying the pleasures of life and the pleasures that our own body gives us, you know. There was a time in my life where I felt like my body was against me. I felt like it was not, um, I felt at war with my body. I felt hatred towards my body and I was so disconnected and oftentimes dissociating from my body that I couldn't experience any of that. I only experienced not wanting to be in around or near my body and we need our body to experience life you know if you think about it like you need to be able to you know in order to see you need your eyes in order to walk you need your legs not necessarily there's a lot of <laughs> you know um amazing modifications and technology right but like i'm just talking as a whole like there are different parts that our body allows us to experience and when we deny ourselves or cut ourselves off, it can really deny and cut ourselves off to pleasure. And so I want to get into how we really block pleasure. Um, one of the ways that we block pleasure is by really not being clear on what we need or want or desire. This can be a big one because if we don't know what we need, <clears throat> we don't take the time to really sit with it and figure it out then oftentimes we're kind of running in a stress mode. We're kind of operating from a disconnected place. If we don't know what we want, we don't know what we're, what we're wanting to experience, right? We feel lost, we feel confused, we feel disconnected. And if we don't know what we desire, we're kind of just going through the motions of life. And when we can be clear and have a clear desire around what we want, it allows us so much, uh, there's so much pleasure available in knowing what we desire because we can really take the time to focus on that desire and be connected to that feeling, the feeling that we're wanting to feel because all things really stem to we want to feel something. You know, anything we want in life, the underlying aspect of what we're wanting is to feel. And so we can kind of skip ahead, if you will, and get clear on what is it we actually want to feel? Like, what is it that that desire will give us, right? It's like if you want to, you know, if you want a new home, if you want a partnership, if you want uh, to pursue 
your purpose like what is it that that thing will get you right what is it that person or that experience will give to you and so when we can tap into the feeling and really understand what's at the root then we can practice feeling that feeling regardless and eventually we become an energetic match to what we're wanting and so this is one way that we block pleasure another way that we block is by now this is more when we're talking about sex when it comes to sex feeling the need to pretend or perform like i remember i did this um a lot in my my teens and 20s yes i was having sex as a teen we all know this i had a teenage <laughs> pregnancy but i do remember you know thinking at that time that that's what girls had to do right like I'd seen a few, uh, you know, a few movies, a few clips of things, and, and there's a few scrambled channels on the old satellite <laughs> that would come in, and, um, you know, things like that, a few magazines I've seen, and videos I've seen, and essentially, I'm talking porn, like, when I, when I was a teenager, my teens and 20s, you know, if I'd see porn, like, I thought that I, and I think uh, many people think that they, you know, they get in their heads. We get in our heads and we think about how we have to perform or, like, how can I make it look good or we're completely disconnected. And I've, I've experienced all of those in my life. Um, you know, there were times where I would be really concerned with, well, how does my body look? How does it look good? This way or... You know, like, or I would fake an orgasm because, frankly, <laughs> I wasn't experiencing it and I didn't want him to feel bad. Hello, codependency. Um, or I would, you know, there were times when I would um, not want to experience pleasure, um, especially sexually. And I would, um, if especially during the times where I was struggling with like body dysmorphia in those times, there were times when I just did not want to, um, I did not want to be seen. I didn't want, you know, lights out. <laughs> like I didn't want him touching my body, which, you know, can make things a little challenging when you're, uh, get, becoming intimate. <laughs> um, but I just remember these like, yeah, just being so in my head and, and, being so disconnected from myself and my body that it made it really difficult to really be in the moment and experience, um, you know, what I'm able to experience now, which part of that is, I think, time and wisdom. And then other, you know, parts of that is like the teachings that I have um, come to learn and, and practice and, um, and then also healing, you know, healing my trauma and healing my experience of sex and so this is just another way that we really um, can hold ourselves back when it comes to receiving and giving pleasure when it comes to in the bedroom um, the fear of asking for what we need or what we want or desire right not telling not communicating what what it is that we need or want right if you don't ask for what you need and um, or you don't even give yourself permission for what you want um, that's another way that we deny pleasure body image um, having poor body image body dysmorphia or low self-esteem these are other ways that can really um, I can speak <laughs> deeply on this one this is one that like because I have experienced all of those um, I can say that it can really deny you of experiencing a life of pleasure. Like there are times where I remember, like I said, I didn't want to be seen or touched in the bedroom. There were times where, you know, friends would be going swimming and I wouldn't want to join in. Like I took myself out of life. I took myself out of life socially at times. I took myself out of life intimately. I took myself out of life, um, when it came to connections 
and a lot of this stemmed because of how I felt about my body. Now, I thought it was my body, right? Like, I remember blaming my body for so long, but the truth is, at my core, my core wounding was around worthiness and not feeling like I was enough. And when I was able to really heal that, I was able to really find more acceptance around my, my body. And um, now, no matter what my body looks like, um, it's it's not going to be a distraction. You know, it's not a distraction from me experiencing life and pleasure. And no matter what size my body is, no matter what shape it is, I, too, get to experience pleasure. And I didn't always feel that way. I didn't always believe that. And that can be really... That can be really um, painful, right? It can be really painful to uh, believe that <clears throat> because you're in a certain body or because your size is a certain way um, that you don't deserve to experience pleasure. And that's really what I told myself. And so I missed out on 12, 13 years of really... Um, I wouldn't say I denied myself a pleasure in all ways, but I definitely missed out in some ways. Um, <clears throat> you know, I, I just, I did not feel good about myself. And when you don't feel good about yourself, you don't, you deny yourself things that bring you happiness and, um, and pleasure. And so those were some big ones I had to work through. Uh, another way that we can really block pleasure is if we have, when it comes to sex, if we have a lot of shame or embarrassment around talking about sex or communicating about what we need around sex or what we want. Also, uh, not using your voice in and out of the bedroom. Again, this kind of comes back to that communication and really asking for what you need. Now, some things you don't need to ask anybody. <laughs> you just need to give yourself permission. But this is another way that we can really block ourselves is by either not giving ourselves permission, not using our voice or speaking up and asking for what we need. There were so many times throughout my life where I did not speak up or ask for what I need and I ended up hurting myself because of it. And so this can be another way that we really deny ourselves of pleasure. Um, again, feeling disconnected from our body because our body really allows us to experience life in so many ways, right? Through our senses, through movement, through expression and breath. And when we don't allow ourselves um, the experience of being in our body and being connected to our body, it can really disconnect us from all that our body allows us to do and experience. And I'm so grateful to have said yes to this journey. You know, after a decade, I've gotten to a place where now I can really, no matter what I've been through, no matter how many lessons and challenges and dark night of the souls, and no matter what, I know to my core that not only can I face those challenges, but I can also turn whatever challenge it is into something beautiful. And it's something I can use as fuel. I can use those difficult emotions as fuel to propel me forward. And it doesn't mean I deny or ignore how I'm feeling. That's just spiritual bypassing. But I actually allow myself to feel it, experience it, and then use it as a way to fuel my life and to access pleasure because yes believe it or not you can turn uh sadness and pain and grief and loss and anger into a pleasurable feeling um this is what i mean everything i learned you know through through vita is you know the tools and skills around how to do that and it's been life-changing because I know now that no matter what happens, I can take 
those emotions, I can take those feelings, I can take that experience and turn it into gold. <laughs> I can turn it into something not only pleasurable, but oftentimes orgasmic, and that's pretty fucking rad. <laughs> hmm. Okay, so another way that we can block pleasure is if we're experiencing pain or numbness uh, or dissociating, as I mentioned before, um, when it comes to sex, if we are experiencing any of those things, it could be either a physical reaction that we're experiencing or it can be an emotional component. And a lot of times we're not even aware of how these things play out. And so it can, it's not, it is normalized that we experience these, these things, but it is not normal. That doesn't mean you're not normal, okay? Just hear me correctly. <laughs> it means that what you are experiencing is telling you that something is off. When our body is, is in pain or feeling numb or if we're dissociating, that's a sign that something is off. Something is needing attention. And so even though those things are normalized, it does not mean it's normal. And I think that's really an important distinction. It just, it's your body's way of telling you that, hey, something is off. Like anytime our bodies are feeling any kind of discomfort or pain or anything at all, like even if it's numbness, numbness is a feeling. And I remember when I, you know, when I experienced that and, and understood that it was like, oh, okay. Like, and it's okay if, if you do experience numbness, right? It's again, your body's way of letting you know, like, Hey, something's disconnected here. Something's not quite right. And so it's important to start diving into and getting clear around what's really happening for me. What's really happening in my body. And what is my body trying to tell me? Now, another way that we block pleasure is by um, not being present in our lives or in our body. If we're so busy and distracted and running around and not paying attention to what's happening with us, with our bodies, we have a more difficult time experiencing pleasure. Now I understand that life is busy. You know, you may have a bunch of kids, you may be super, um, you know, overscheduled, overworked, overstressed. I get all of that, right? Been there, done that. And what I can say is, this is why it's important to carve out time for yourself. This is where self-care comes in. This is where self-love comes in. This is where making yourself a priority is really important because even if it's five minutes a day or 10 minutes a day, even if you go to bed an hour earlier, but get up an hour, you know, um, I was going to say later, but that doesn't make sense. Even if you get up earlier and go to bed earlier, like whatever way you can carve out or maybe it's delegating more. Maybe it's telling people like, hey, I need more help. Or I want, you know, can you pick the kids up tonight? Or whatever it is, right? How can you arrange your life in a way that gives you a bit more space, a bit more ease, even if it is five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes? You know, and you can work your way up. So even if all you've got right now is five minutes, which I highly doubt. A lot of times we tell ourselves we don't have time, but here's the facts. Like if you got time to scroll or if you got time to binge watch TV, like you got time. Okay. So I don't really buy into that. Like I, I know the excuses I've used them, right? But it's important to prioritize your pleasure in your presence so you can be with yourself and really check in and know what's happening within you. Another thing that's really important in a way that we block 
pleasure is by rushing or not prioritizing our pleasure, as mentioned before, right? Not scheduling it, making time for it. Um, if we are experiencing, especially when it comes to sex, like if we're experiencing self-pleasure, like are you trying to rush yourself through it? Are you trying to hurry up and knock one off, right? Like, or are you really taking the time to be with yourself and slow down and experience and feel all the sensations and breathe and move and express in the way that your body wants to do so? This is another, like, this is the kind of thing where if you take your time and you practice self-pleasuring, right? If you make it a practice and you practice expressing yourself and breathing and moving. I remember there were so many times where I did not want to use my voice. I did not want to use my voice. I was afraid to be loud or to make noise. Like I felt embarrassed by it. Like. I, I get it. Like I've been there, done that. And I can tell you as someone who's been there and done that and now experiences things very differently, it's so freeing to be able to use your voice, to be able to express, to be able to sound and move. And to also like, you can actually use that energy and expand it outward. So like in your pleasure practice, in your orgasm you can actually like build it and build it and build it and then like let it explode <laughs> like and it can be this like the most amazing thing and so you want to really take a look at how do you meet yourself in pleasure right and not just sexual pleasure but all pleasure like are you trying to just hurry up and get through it right like if you're going for a walk are you like walking as fast as you can and not noticing what's around you, not smelling the air, or looking at the flowers, or like what, like, are you literally not stopping to smell the roses? Like, just notice where are you trying to rush yourself or not prioritize yourself and pleasure? Because again, it can come in many forms, right? When you eat your food, like when you eat meals, are you trying to like hurry up and, and force it and get it done and get, you know, just shovel it in? Like, really notice like where do you rush where do you rush and where are you not allowing yourself to slow down and to experience what it is you want to experience another way that we can block pleasure is through porn porn can be fun and there's so many different flavors of porn now which is great however it can really desensitize people. It can desensitize people and also objectify people. And then when it comes to having intimacy and connection and sex in real life, then we can kind of end up playing out those same experiences um, based on what we've seen. And I don't know about you, but I've definitely experienced like porn sex and it's not great. Like, never have I ever orgasmed or climaxed with porn sex. <laughs> Has not happened. So, when we take those desen like sensitized experiences into our daily lives or into our, you know, into the bedroom, it really can cut us off to intimacy can cut us off to connection it can cut us off to truly experiencing orgasmic pleasure and it can really leave us feeling um, hurt to be honest like I can feel I've become so deeply connected to my own uh, energy my own sensations my own body that I can feel if my partner is not connected with me on a heart level. When a woman receives a man, because that's exactly what we're doing, you are also receiving his energy. So if I'm not feeling that heart connection first, I can feel that. And there have been times where that can be enough to put me into tears. 
because I feel so disconnected from his heart, from his soul, that it doesn't feel good. And oftentimes we're not aware of this because we're just in the, the we're in our head, we're in our, the motions of what we're doing, or maybe we're just so like unaware of our own experience that we don't, you know, this is not stuff I was conscious of, like in my 20s. There were times where maybe I would like break into tears, but I have no idea why, <laughs> you know? Um, so when we can become a conscious and aware of why these things are happening or what's happening, it can add so much more depth to our connection. So I think porn in doses can be fun and I think to each his own, but at the end of the day, it can be pretty damaging, especially if, I mean, there, there are true addictions to porn and I think that can be really damaging. And it's interesting, I remember watching a documentary once where they talked to serial killers and the one thing they all had in common was porn. And they had seen, they had said that over time, they would watch things that were more, more disruptive, more violent, more intense. And then eventually they wanted to start acting some of those things out in real life. And eventually it just became so much bigger than, you know, just watching <laughs> something on television, right? Watching it on, <laughs> I was going to say the VCR. Uh, we don't use those anymore, <laughs> but you get what I'm saying. So it can be, I think, again, it can be um, used in small doses, but I think you have to be really present and conscious of what it's doing to you on an emotional, physical, and uh, spiritual level. All right, so another way that we can really block pleasure is by feeling physically or emotionally unsafe. Now, physically, I think, is pretty self-explanatory. If you don't physically feel safe with someone, that can really block pleasure. But then also there's emotionally unsafe, and I think this is one that can be a little bit trickier to identify and sometimes... Um, you know, we don't maybe necessarily realize. Now, I can give some some real life examples of this. So, um, I remember, you know, back when I was married, there was a time where I had some friends. They wanted to like go. Um, there was going to be like a bachelorette party, and so I went with my partner. We were you know newly dated. I don't know. We were maybe like a few months into dating. And, um, I wanted to go to the porn shop <laughs> so we could get some like penis straws and things like that. Right. Bachelor, bachelorette type, uh, paraphernalia, if you will. And his reaction to me wanting to go there was so, uh, how do I explain it? It was so shameful almost. It's like because he had his own insecurities about it. He had never been there. Um, he projected his shame onto me. And because of that, for months, it may have even been a, you know, a few years. But I remember because of his reaction, I did not feel safe to express in the bedroom. And I already didn't feel safe at that time because I was so, uh, in my own self-hatred. I was in, you know, I, I was not feeling good in my own body. So it took a lot for me to, to want to be intimate in the first place. <laughs> and I didn't want to be seen and I didn't want the lights on and all of that. And so to be treated and talked to the way that I was, when it came to just going to go get some, you know, toys for a bachelorette party, it felt like a real uh, disconnect. And it really left me feeling um, shameful and embarrassed. Like, and now I would <laughs> be like, okay, that's his stuff. But back then I didn't know that, right? And I didn't realize he was projecting. But 
I didn't feel emotionally safe to open up to him. Um, there were other times too where I was so disconnected from myself and my body and, and just hated my body. And, and I remember there was a time where he really wanted me to um, have a threesome and he wanted it to be another man. And I was so not into it. <laughs> like at that time I was so fearful of men <clears throat> and so fearful of, I told him time and time again, like, look, in order for me to even consider something like that, I would essentially have to be like in love with someone because I'd have to trust them so deeply that for me to feel comfortable enough to even consider that, which at that, for me, it was like an absolute no. And he did not respect my boundaries and he kept harping on me for, it was like a good like year before he finally got what I was saying. And he would just bring it up all the time. And it was like something that <clears throat> I really didn't feel safe doing. I didn't feel safe doing it physically and I didn't feel safe doing it emotionally but he kept pushing it. And so he kept pushing my boundaries. And so that in itself did not make me feel emotionally safe to want to open up to him more in a sexual, you know, and intimate setting. And so there are ways that, um, if we don't feel emotionally safe with someone, we will not allow ourselves to open up, which can also cause a lot of tension, a lot of pain during sex, um, it can cause a lot of um, discomfort, <clears throat> you know. And so it's important to notice, like, what happens with your body when you are connecting with your partner. You know, what happens to your, what's happening with your, sorry, all of a sudden there's, like, a, a whole bunch of crows. Um, and they're squawking really loud. I don't know if you can hear them. But anyway, um, what was I saying now? I got distracted by the crows. Holy cow, there's like nine of them. Whoa, seven. One, two, three, four. Wow, we've got some crow, some raven messengers this morning. Crows, ravens, I'm not sure which they are. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. There's seven of them. Wow. Anyway. Um, yeah, so when we don't feel safe emotionally or physically, um, this can be a reason why we feel really disconnected from pleasure. It can also cause us uh, feelings of pain in our body, stiffness, um, numbness, dryness, um, you know, it's all related. And so it's important to just notice, like, you know, do I feel especially emotionally safe? I think physical safe is pretty, um, you know, pretty, I think it's easier to detect, but emotionally safe. Like, do you feel emotionally safe with your partner? And a lot of times you can tell this by how you feel, um, or how you can notice how you feel in your body, like what's happening with your body. Do you feel open and expressive or do you feel shut down and tight and restricted right are you trying to you can even think of it as like you know like think of it as a flower like are you trying to like close down for the night right or are you like open and like um you know available to receive and no matter what kind of partnership you're in you know um we're talking same-sex couples we're talking you know um no matter no matter what your gender no matter what your preference, like just notice like what happens in your body. And this could be not necessarily your partnership too. This could also be how you feel about yourself. So if you don't feel good within yourself, this can also show up in the way that your body reacts. And so it's important to notice both and kind of start to distinguish, you know, what's really happening here, what's really going on here. Uh, another thing that can really shut down pleasure, and I can speak highly on this too is from experience um is trauma experience especially if you've experienced any kind of sexual trauma uh trauma can really uh it's it can be really complex it can be big trauma or little trauma it doesn't matter um it's how 
you and your body perceived it when you experienced it and how it shows up in you in your everyday life. For me, it would show up as uh, not feeling safe. Uh, it showed up in me shutting down my sexuality and not being comfortable in my own body or using my voice. It showed up for me in um, having difficulty setting boundaries. I remember there was a time, especially after I experienced uh, sexual trauma in my home, where I just felt like I had a a sign on my like a big sign on my forehead that said like you can I know this is intense so a trigger warning um basically it I had a it felt like I had a sign that said you can rape me on my my forehead like I was branded or marked and all the rapists would be able to know and see that I was you know that they could do that to me and that's really how I felt for quite some time and um and so trauma can really affect the way that we show up in our lives and the way we behave and the way that we act out and the way that we shut down and the way that we do or don't allow ourselves to exp experience pleasure. And it can be really painful. And so I really highly recommend um, seeking the support you need if you've experienced any kind of trauma doesn't matter how big or small. And I think it's really important to note that trauma is not to be compared, right? One person's trauma to another person's trauma is not to be compared. Trauma is trauma and it stays in your body, stays in your cells until it's released, until it's healed. And it can look different to everybody. And it can be, you know, again, big trauma, little trauma. It doesn't uh, matter what the trauma was. It how it was perceived and each person is going to perceive it differently you can have two people that have been in an accident one walks away totally fine another person walks away and is terrified to get in a car again right like <clears throat> so it's just really important to um to know and accept and to understand that your trauma is not to be compared with anybody else's trauma now, another way we can really block ourselves from pleasure is believing that we are too old or not enough or undeserving or that we are too big, too small, too whatever, right? Um, believing that if our bodies are bigger that we don't, we can't experience pleasure or if a certain part of our body is bigger or smaller that we don't deserve pleasure or we can't experience experience pleasure but it's just not true pleasure is for like I said every body and so even if there are challenges around your body whether it's too big too small or perceived as too big or too small you too can experience pleasure not just sexual pleasure the pleasures of life, as I'm talking about. And there are ways to work around some of these things, these things, you know, when it comes to body, um, if there are challenges, right? If like, I know one concern I see come up a lot for clients is that, you know, concern that they are too big and their partner's having a difficult time with that. There are ways, there are things that are happening there. Um, one, there are ways, there are um, toys and tools that are made that can support you with that, that kind of like, um, can prevent you from going in too deep and hitting the cervix, which is what makes it painful. <laughs> and then also, um, you know, so there's actual like tools you can use. And then there are also other things that may be going on, right? There may, you know, your partner may have experienced sexual trauma or, your partner may have discomfort or pain and doesn't know why, right? And that's where getting support, getting clarity, really having someone that can help you navigate that, navigate what's really going on, uh, can be really powerful. Um, when it comes to, you know, if you're in a bigger body, like there are different ways and different positions you can experience pleasure. And so it's important not to rule anything out. If you feel like you're too old, 
you know, this is not <laughs> true either, right? Like, it's really important to watch the kind of beliefs and narratives that have been fed to us through media, through propaganda, through, um, you know, society, you know, norms, beauty, expectations, standards, etc., etc. Like, none of that is true. None of that is truth. Like, if you are a if you, if you have a body, then you can experience pleasure. Like, simple, period. <laughs> simple as that, period. Um, part of the reason we incarnate into these human bodies is to experience all the pleasures that we can experience. Because when our soul moves on, like, we are forever, you know, our our soul is forever. <laughs> like, And, you know, we move on. Even after our bodies have, have, you know, we've left our bodies. But one of the reasons we can come to earth and be born and experience life and experience pleasure is because we have a body. So the very fact that you have a body means you're here to experience pleasure. And so you're not too old. You're, you're not not enough. I don't know how else to say that. <laughs> not not enough. You are enough. How about that? You are deserving. And it's the beliefs, the mindset, and the conditioning that you have to let go of and have to release in order to really um, stop that. What is going on here? Oh, my God. Holy shit. There's about 12 crows now. Sorry. This is, like, magnificent and also a little terrifying. Two, five six, seven, eight, nine. Yeah, there's like a dozen crows here. Holy moly. Wow. <laughs> the cats are freaking out. They're like, oh my gosh, invasion. <laughs> this is so cool though. Oh my gosh, I'm glad I'm able to experience this with you. Um, again, see, like right here, I'm giving you such a beautiful example of like, of how beautiful life can be and how majestic it's amazing anyway um, these narratives around not being enough not being deserving you know believing you're too old believing you're too fat believing you're too whatever it is is not accurate it never was if you have a body you deserve to experience pleasure. All right. I think that's some really good ways, uh, some really good pieces as to how we block pleasure. Next, we'll be getting into how to start living a more pleasurable life. We'll be right back. Okay, let's get into the juicy stuff. So now how to start living a more pleasure-filled life. So here's the thing. It really comes down to presence and a willingness to receive. When you can become more present in your life, when you become more aware in your life, where you start to notice like, you know, your body, your energy, your sensations, what's happening around you, you can experience so much more pleasure because you're you're there, you're, you're with yourself, you're in the moment, you're connected. And so it's important to notice like what's happening in each moment and what's happening, what sensations are you experiencing? How do you want to move? How do you want to express? What do you want to say? And so really becoming present in your life. Also paying attention to what feels really good, right? What feels really good, really pleasurable, uh, what do you really enjoy and how can you slow it down more, right? Really taking a notice of, you know, where you're not allowing yourself to receive, where you may be holding yourself back or denying yourself, where you have like an urge to do something or a desire to do something, but you, you hold yourself back or tell yourself you can't or you shouldn't, you know, really notice like where do you deny yourself? Where do you not allow yourself to experience what you want to experience? And so 
when you can start becoming present, really paying attention to what feels good, paying attention to your sensations, noticing how you want to express yourself, and noticing where you are holding yourself back, these are ways you can really amplify and allow and receive more pleasure. But it starts with first of first and foremost being aware, becoming very present and aware of what's happening. So pleasure is so juicy and so good. And I could talk about it forever, but I think I'm gonna leave it here. And not to mention like these crows, like there's more and more showing up. I don't know what's happening. I don't know if there's a death coming or what, but like there are a lot of crow messengers right now. And honestly, it's getting a little distracting. So I'm going to leave it here. We're going to wrap it up. Um, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Please like, comment, share, subscribe, etc., etc., all the things. And if you're wanting more pleasure in your life and you're needing clarity around, you know, how to move through, you know, body dysmorphia, or struggles with low self-esteem or, you know, anything that's holding you back from receiving more pleasure. You know, if you have some beliefs in there that are like, well, I'm, I'm too old or my body's not enough or I'm not enough or anything like that, anything that holds you back from receiving more pleasure, definitely book a call. Let's get on a session and talk about it and get the clarity you need to move you forward so you can receive all the pleasure that life has to offer because it's here for you. If you have a body, it's for you. Remember, pleasure is for everybody. Everybody and everybody. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode. Be sure to leave us a review share with a friend or take us on social media at Lori Marie Loves and let me know what was your biggest takeaway, what stood out to you from today's episode. I'd love to hear from you and have a gorgeous day.